At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like shit. I am so upset with something I did. I smashed Diana's new car. Okay. She loves this car. I love that car. It's a brand new car. Well, we got it in February. And she's just, just loves it. And I think I have smashed into someone's car behind me in the driveway once a year for as long as I've been driving cars. I'm good for one or two of these a year. Now, this vehicle has absolutely tons of safety things to keep you from doing this. Let's start with the crystal clear multi-viewed backup camera. And then there's sensors all around the car. If you even think about getting close to something, beep, 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 and it gets faster and faster and faster. Adnan says, the time you bought a new Honda and swiped the curb. Yeah, we don't need to go back on my long history of incidents. Let's, uh, let's not do that. Let's, let's not make this worse. I see a reference to Hot Wings truck. Yeah, again, I had nothing to do with that. And, and, and uh, from we still don't know what happened there. But let, let's not digress. Oh my God. I couldn't believe that I did that. Man. Oh, shit. I put the car in reverse and I'm backing out of the driveway. I know Madison's car is right there. Start bagging out. And then I uh, I close the garage. And uh, I realize that there's something wonky with the garage. And so for some reason, I, uh, I went up and pressed the button again and stopped it from closing. But that was stupid because uh, it wasn't engaged. There's a long, boring backstory about that. But all you need to know is that I was fucking with the garage door opener and closer on the thing. And not paying attention to everything that I should be paying attention to. Next thing I know, I'm I'm hearing strange noises and grinding. And I look in the side view mirror to my right and I see 
Diana's car is is smashed up against it's it's dragging along the side of Madison's car. In its own right, that car I'd backed out of many times into people's vehicles. So this was just shit and just my eyes, I couldn't believe it. It was actually dream state because I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. I am so dead. I am dead. The horrible grinding noise was just like, oh. So then I like, I put it in drive and kind of roll forward out of it. And now I'm back in the garage. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. Well, no one knows at this point. So I go, okay, well, maybe, maybe nothing happened that was bad. Put it in park, get out, run over. Uh, no, it it's the, the paint is all fucked. There wasn't any like uh, body damage or anything like that, but it's, it, it's going to need new paint. Maddie's car. Take a look at that. I got ah, fuck that. I don't give a shit about that car anyway. The, it turns out though, that the reaction that I got from Maddie about her car getting hit was actually stronger than the, no, I take it back. Diana's reaction was much stronger. Okay. So then I'm like, all right, no one knows. Now, all I want to do is go to the gym and do mile repeats. Like, okay. Uh, let's get out of here. Let us get out of here right now. We got to get, and I'm like, I got to get this workout in. So. Let's at least accomplish that. The rest will sort itself out. There's no point in me going back inside and dealing her in on this right now. Let's go. This is smart on my part. I I love it. I love it when I do smart things. This was a smart thing. Got to get the workout in. Maureen says, please tell us you videoed Diana's reaction. Uh-uh. No way, man. No, boy. This is not good. In fact, she said to me, she's so upset. I know you like calling me on the podcast. Do not call me and talk to me about this. I go, no problem. So then I'm driving down the road. I'm having an absolute full-on anxiety attack slash panic attack. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And and now in the back of my mind, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the car to my pals at Riverbend Body Shop. I'm going to get an estimate and I'm going to get the fucking thing fixed. And that's going to be the end of it. This is, this is not the end of the world. But at that moment in time, it's the absolute end of the world. Now, she, again, the, out of all the vehicles she's ever had, she loves this car the most. Just a, just loves it. And I love it too. I love driving it, you know? Uh, call her up. I go, Hey honey. Um, how are you? Fine. I've just left the house. Now I know where she is. She's in the sunroom with the NFK. I go, Hey, uh, where are you? I'm in the sunroom. Could you pop upstairs for me? Cause he doesn't need to hear this. Cause he gets worried about every damn thing. Oh, okay. And, um, I kind of, my tone of voice and me setting this up. I'm sure she, for a second thought that someone died. Cause I go, um, yeah, can you go pop upstairs? I got to tell you something. 
She goes out there. She goes, what? I go, um, I got some bad news. That's exactly what I said. I got some bad news. And she's got to be like, who's dead? Who is dead? And in her brain, she's like, well, my whole family's dead. And Kevy's with me in the sunroom. So I go, um, now prior to this, when I'm driving to the gym, I'm like, for a second, I was like, lie. I'm going to lie to her that someone hit the car. And I entertained that thought for about 10 seconds. Like Bob says, blame it on a hit and run at the gym. No. Can't do it. I can't. Uh, contrary to what uh, some of our poor Zaniac souls, uh, excuse me, group formerly known as Zaniac souls, I don't lie. I can't lie. I'm a horrible liar. I fuck it up all the time. It always causes me more trouble further down the road. It will cause anybody trouble further down the road if they ever do that. It's like, I can't lie to her fucking A, man. It's my wife. So then I'm like, I was backing out of the driveway and um, I ran into Madison's car and she gave me the what? What? I go, yeah. Uh, scratch the paint up. Man. Oh. Just pissed. And I was like, honey, I am so sorry. And I was in me, I, you know, nothing defensive. This is the key. This is how you stay married for over 30 years. I go, I just feel terrible. And I do. I, I still feel terrible now. I go, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to take this care, take care of this for you. Well, now my car's all fucked. I go, yes, yes, it is fucked. It is truly fucked. But I am going to repair it, and that's the end of it. You don't have to do anything. This is going to be taken care of. First thing when I get done podcasting uh, on Tuesday, I'm going right over to the body shop, and that's the end of it. Kent says you're a great husband, Eric. I know this. I know this. That's that's what that's what people say who are good husbands, even if they're not really good husbands, and they end up getting divorced and marrying uh, weirdo kids that are like half their age. So I'm like, shit, man. I felt like uh, I still feel like a dick. One of those things, shit happens. Shit happens. Oh, man. This is bad. Now, normally, I would not honor the request uh, to not call. I mean, when she says, don't call me, I don't want to talk about it. Normally, I would blow right through that stop sign. I'm not going to do that today. I'll leave that alone. But so that's kind of like really how the day ended yesterday. And yesterday was a fantastic day. We had a lot of great things happen here. All these little teeny tiny moral victories happening. 
And then that just kind of like, oh, God. Now, it didn't, like, completely ruin the day. You know, you can't overreact on this shit. As you guys know, I'm always measured. I never really overreact at anything. I always have a nice, appropriate response. Bob writes, at least you got that first ding-dent scratch out of the way. No, there will be more. And then she goes... And you didn't even ask to borrow my car. You didn't even ask. I go, you're right, I didn't. I just I just assumed. I'm sorry. Of course, it isn't my name. Uh, but since we're not calling her, I'm not going to drop that one on her. Can you imagine how pissed she would be if she said, I can't believe you did that to my car if we got her on the phone. I was like, well, yeah, I know, but uh, all these cars are in my name anyway, so it's kind of mine. She would just, oh, yeah, I paid for it. I mean, it's, it is kind of mine. I can kind of do whatever I want. <laughs> okay, more fun for us. Welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. I heard from someone who's supposed to know things about podcasts and says, you got to get after the content at least one minute and five seconds. In or else the audience loses interest. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but here we are from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland, and a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures slash fuck-ups. Okay? That was a fuck-up. Oh, my God. As always... Uh, you can reach out to me on the Shoreliners striping inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Nice to have you here. We had a big day yesterday for downloads. Just to, just all, out, of, out of the blue. Just you're looking at like thousands more than what I'm used to. And it's just really weird how that, how that works out. It's like some days massive, some days... Corey writes, it's mine, woman. If I want to push this car into Lake Michigan, I will. Truth be told, you are kind of involved in this, Corey, because just prior to starting the back out, I got a notification on Twitch that you went live. And you still had your slate up that said, uh, getting started or something like that. And I clicked on it and I wrote, I'm going to say something hilarious to Corey on his chat while I was rolling backwards. And then everything happened with the garage door after that. And I could hear your intro music playing when that was all happening. So there you go. Uh, I see the comment about Freeburn hot wings off the air yesterday and today. Uh, yeah, I got a theory about that. Do you remember the days when, you were exposed to COVID and you were supposed to quarantine. Yeah. These super spreaders don't do that. The uh, lady on the show was suspected of having COVID and she did. She does feeling terrible from what I understand. And they were like, ah, fuck it. They get on an airplane. They probably have killed dozens of people, uh, fly through two airports, and then they have a super spreader event knowing they've, knowing they've been exposed to COVID, 
and no one raises, no one says a word anymore. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, fast forward. Uh, Saturday comes and goes. Sunday comes and goes. Monday, they're not at work. They're probably all ill or something's wrong. Tuesday, same damn thing. Those fucking idiots cannot get out of their own way. Seriously, if you think I fucking misstep, those guys are the worst. More people to fuck up the show. Jesus. Uh, in all honesty, I, I hope that none of them are uh, deathly ill. That would be horrible. But my God, get your shit together over there. What the fuck is wrong with you? Cancel your plans. Don't get on an airplane, you dumb fucks. Jesus. Uh, all right. Feel free to leave your comments on the Twitch stream. I am very uh, comfortable with those comments these days because we are now asshole free on the Twitch stream. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. We recently trimmed the bushes and got rid of a lot of dead weight. Oh my God. Oh. Florida man says at least they don't back into their spouse's cars. They don't have any spouses. Are you kidding me? There aren't any. All right. So for you folks that are enjoying the show on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube, I'm about to kick you out. Apologies, but I like to do the first handful of minutes of this show. And then, hey, I got I to gotta say goodbye to you and send you on over to Twitch. If you want the rest of the show as it happens live, you go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Uh, uh, give yourself a little uh, uh, username and then you can uh, watch to as long as you want and not have it interrupted. And you'll always know when I go live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. And as always, download the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. So this all becomes the audio podcast. So thank you so much for checking it out on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. I say goodbye now. And of course, the uh, live stream on Twitch and my Facebook page. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube, brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Okay. Today is election day. It's a primary day. It's not the big one. The big one is in November. But in our great state of Michigan, and I've kind of like dealt you in so that if you aren't in Michigan, you know what's up. But got a really interesting dynamic here in the state when it comes to voters. Uh, you have this, first of all, a union back state manufacturing the backbone of the state. So typically it's a Democratic stronghold, but not exactly recently. Okay. Uh, of course the 2016 election, we know what happened, but
But the 2020 election, the state was a lot less red, so much so that the Democrats won it. Now, I want all of you dumb people to put aside all of the nonsense about election fraud. That did not happen. Okay? I don't care what you tell me, and you can sit there and scream and yell and uh, bitch and moan like the bitches you are, but there that's a myth. There was no election fraud. Stop it. You're embarrassing yourselves. Okay? So now we got this because uh, with the pandemic, Governor of Michigan Whitmer, you know, real heavy-handed on how the state is being handled. And, you know, that was awesome. And then you got fucking barbershops staying open to find the orders and restaurants saying, fuck you, come get your freedom fries, come get your freedom pizza and your Patriot pizza and all this bullshit. Oh, my God. And just asshole conventions all around the state. Okay. Um, So now you got a handful of these patriots who want to kick Whitmer out. The election for governor happens in November. Today, though, is the day we find out which Republican will challenge her. To, so that I hope lose. I like Whitmer. I think she's done a great job. Um, so you got these five five people, four of which are dudes, uh, and then Tudor Dixon. Now, of course, Trump endorses the hot chick, Tudor Dixon, who's just an absolute doll. That's the only interesting thing about this person is that she's hot as hell. Complete smoke show. Uh, dumb as fuck, though, uh, just like the other scumbags who are running. Garrett Soldano, Kevin Rinke, uh, bah, 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 what's the fucking idiot's name? Ryan Kelly. That's This guy is a terrorist. He goes running into the Capitol. Come on, let's attack. Let's go. And then, you know, he gets arrested, and everybody's like, oh, my God, he's the greatest. He's a fucking idiot. Fuck this guy. And then some other guy that no one knows. So all these dudes are getting set like a week and a half before the um, election. And there were a bunch of other people, but they got uh, accused of fraud, including boring Dean's sister, accused of fraud in signature gathering. Now, I didn't hear the rest of that story. I have no idea who did what, but I honestly don't believe that those people were involved in any fraud, but that's what they're accused of. Um, Okay. So that comes and goes. So this all unfolds now. And then like a week and a half, two weeks before today, uh, there's a, uh, a debate. And a lot of all these guys are like, ah, we hope that Trump doesn't endorse. We hope that he doesn't endorse one of us. Translation, they know that he's going to endorse Dixon, the woman. Well, of course. This guy is the guy who said, we must go up to all women and grab them by the pee. Of course he's going to support the hot chick. Who didn't see that one coming? So these, all these jackasses are like, ah, boy, I hope he doesn't. Uh, yeah, he should probably. Uh, he, they actually said he should probably not endorse. The quote was, he should probably not endorse. But if he does, we'll take it. 
Or if he does, I'll take it. That's what Garrett Saldano said. Yeah, he should not endorse. But if he does, I'll take it. If he endorses me, I'll take it. Well, that's 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 a ridiculous thing to say. You you can't you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth like that, you idiot. So of course, Trump endorses Dixon. People are voting right now. The polls are open. Registered Republicans are deciding which one of these people is going to be in this election. Running against Whitmer. Um, let's get into this. Oh my God. What a smoke show. Any more pictures of her? Damn it. Oh my God. I think she's like just a handful of years younger than me. Let me find this out. Tudor Dixon age. She's 45. She looks like she's about 26. Holy shit. Uh, All right. Michigan gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon. Uh, I think she's getting some cash from the DeVos family. One of the wealthiest families in the United States, the DeVos family. And in fact, former education secretary Betsy DeVos lives right here. She, if you recall, after all those assholes had their asshole convention at the Capitol, she resigned and blamed it on Trump. Dixon is doing her job and making herself less attractive in my eyes by saying Secretary DeVos, Education Secretary DeVos, knows that she and I differ on that subject. I want to make sure that political speech is always protected because that could open a can of worms for anybody on both sides of the party. But the secretary knows that I disagree with her on that point. She was on with Brett Baer on Fox News. The quote by Betsy DeVos after January 6th, when she resigned in a resignation letter, this is an appointed Trump cabinet member. She said, there is no mistake. There is no mistaking the impact your rhetoric had on the situation. And it is the inflection point for me. So she does not agree with that. Dixon does not agree with DeVos saying this is all your fault. Let's think about that. From a historical standpoint, your secretary of education quits and says, yeah, you did all of this. Oh, my God. Some of the biggest Republican backers in the history of the nation, the DeVos family. Uh, Dixon in the interview was asked whether she believed the 2020 election was stolen from Trump. She did dodge that question. How can you possibly dodge that question? Either yes or no. That always bugs me when politicians just don't answer. What are you afraid of? The truth will set you free. 
Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. Boy, that was dangerous to play. That sentence could have put all of you to sleep. Dixon dodged a question but said the election was, quote, certainly a concern. No, it's not. No, it, it, it shouldn't be. It just happened. We have to make sure our elections are secure. And what happened in 2020 doesn't happen again. What happened? Nothing happened. Uh, This article, which is actually uh, from The Hill, which is a, uh, not a, it's not like a local TV station. It's a well-known worldwide website. Well, they're all websites are worldwide, but you, you get what I'm talking about. They actually... If you're uh, Dixon, this is good. And any of the other four jokers who have no chance at winning this thing, you're like, oh, shit. Because they wrote Dixon is in the primary ring with a handful of other candidates vying for the Republican Party's nomination. With recent polling showing Dixon pulling ahead of the pack. So if you're, you know. If you're reading that, one of those guys, you're like, oh my God, I didn't even get my name mentioned. We shall see. So the election for the the primary election is today here. There's also a number of uh, uh, throughout the country, key elections taking place. Uh, I have to, in addition to going to getting like the car, the estimate for the car. I have to vote. All right. Wow. So that's what's up. That's what's going on right now. And I love it. The drama is fantastic. I love elections in this country. I don't love all the bullshit and the lies, but whatever. I'll get my vote in. Okay, this show, when it's done, it's time for the Patreon. The Patreon, when I finish this whole podcast up, happens. It's an extension of this podcast. When I built everything that you have in front of you right now, the idea was do the free podcast and try to convince as many of these loving amazing, beautiful, handsome people to join your Patreon. Hopefully they'll get the idea that you're busting your ass trying to make this happen and they will reward you with a positive donation. And I call it a donation. Five or 10 bucks a month is what I ask for 15 plus hours of content on the Patreon. Now look, um, I realize I've been talking about this for a long time. And some of you are like on the fence. This is what keeps the lights on and the vet bills paid, the Patreon. And I went out on a limb this past month and uh, uh, fucking attacked all of those losers that I don't want around anymore and trimmed the bushes and basically took out the trash. All right. 
at great loss. They've all left, and I'm happy about that because this show is better without all of that shit. My point is, I need your support to keep the show growing. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I will work my ass off for you on the Patreon. Every day I post an additional podcast. Today, in fact, I have two. I've got Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia as Dale is uh, Dale is taking on uh, Eric from Irvine's. All right. One of the owners of Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. So sign up on the Patreon. I appreciate all of the people who have signed up, but I still have not made up for all of the scumbags that left. There you go. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And the open and live stream of this show today is brought to you by A and E Heating and Cooling. Which reminds me, Joe Martinez, I need you to visit. You are hired. I have a job for you. Are you even here? Yes, you are. I see you. So all those lines that go to the sunroom, the, the heated floor, there's air in those lines. So because of that leak that sprung, it's obviously been repaired. But, you know, in a handful of months, I'll need that flooring to be heated. So I'm going to need you to come on over. I'll schedule with you to come fix that shit. If you have any scheduled maintenance on your equipment, heating and cooling wise, reach out to Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579, a trusted source to get any repairs done. How about if you're retrofitting a home with a new furnace or an air conditioner, he'll install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners, which is the absolute number one brand in the entire world. That is a fact. Go ahead and get an estimate from any other person who does this for a living and uh well you know what then compare it to what joe has joe will uh, beat beat their price a and e heating and cooling 616-516-8579 joe writes blow it out i'll be in mexico yeah uh, there is zero chance i have the skill set to quote blow it out dumbass and i'll be in mexico for the next four months you're going to be in mexico for the next four months no and by the way you have like a bunch of employees now so shut up and get over here and fix this shit you stupid mexican hillbilly (laughs) he's making so much money these days that he goes to mexico like every other month He's probably some kind of drug mule. Jesus. Kidding. All right. A&E heating and cooling. See, these are things you can't get on your wood TV ad. Me calling you a drug mule. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you are in the market... For a, uh, for a mortgage, first mortgage, 10th mortgage, refi, whatever it may be, reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage and MLS number 3035. You can still get an excellent uh, um, interest rate, well, as low as you possibly can. It's not going to be as low as last year. Uh, 
the government is doing their best to try to get you to stop spending money, but you can still get that loan. Uh, it's a great time right now to also get money out of your home. Home values are sky high. And, uh, you know, if you need maybe a couple projects, fix up money, whatever it may be, down payment for something, I don't know, pay for a wedding or Hope College, you can get money out of your home. Reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. As, uh, as you know, you can reach out to me anytime you want and drop me a line via email. Now, I understand not everybody uses email these days, but you should. That's the quickest, easiest, most painless way to reach me on this show on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. Ron reached out to me. Now, I would like to think that when it comes to this show, understand that these are all my opinions. Now, do I think my opinions are right? Of course they are. But you might not agree. And I love that. I love that about all of this. Still, despite that, you still listen despite not agreeing with my opinion. I am not here to try to win favor so that you go, yeah, you're right. I don't give a shit. My job is to give you my opinion in a concise way hopefully with some humor, and then you kind of figure out what's real and what's not, I guess. And everything that I say, I mean, I feel, but it's super amped up. I mean, if I just sat around and and talked like a boring idiot, no one would pay attention to the shit. I bring that up because occasionally I'll hear from someone who misses the point of everything. And I've seen these emails over the years, just like the one I'm about to read to you from Ron. Uh, When people give you their history, their history, shared history with me and them about how they've listened, this always leads to a moment in that email where they say, but, but here's where you've crossed the line. It's always super dramatic and nearly always dudes. Ron writes this dude. He does not fail and uh, and, and he does not let me down. I have listened to you since FBHW showed up in Michigan. Long time. Wow. Great. I've followed you through everything you've been through. I've even supported you financially. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to think that I gave you something for your, for the money that you've given me. It's always the same. You owe me. You owe me. This group, when you have the Deniacs, former Zaniacs, they all start the same way. 
I've given you stuff. Thus, you must do what I say. <laughs> what a bunch of dramatic twats. Even supported you financially. And I'm a God-fearing Christian. No, you're not. No, you are not. That is a lie. This one, this is my, my uh, next favorite sentence. After I'm a God-fearing Christian. He feels the need to tell me he was in the armed services. What? So listen to all the great things Ron has done. He's listened when I was talking for a while. He's followed me through all the things he's been through. He's given me money. He believes in Jesus. And he served six years in the military. He feels all those things that he says there, one, two, three, four, five, six sentences, that that gives him the right to bully me. That's what these assholes do. I've done all this stuff for you, so you must now do what I say. Or else. What the fuck? Are you serious? I served my country for six of the best years of my life. Jesus. You're like the secret weapon for the military. They can put you on the front lines and just have you complain about shit. And the enemy would throw their hands up. We surrender. We don't want to hear him anymore. He's too much of a bitch and a child. If you are this dramatic, I question, I question uh, uh, your service. You were probably a horrible soldier. See, now what's happening to you now, Ron, is you're getting trolled by the absolute goat. There is no one on the planet better in doing what I am now going to do to you. No one. That person does not exist. It's it's me and everyone else against you who served his country for six years. Ooh! Oh, my God! We must stop what we're doing because Ron here was in the army. Whatever the fuck. Who gives a shit? Ron suggests that because of all of this on his resume... He can rub my, my fucking face and shit and tell me what to do. That's what you have here. Now, how do you, audience members, who are obviously tougher skin than piece of shit Ron here, feel about that? Do you like the show as it is? Are you comfortable with what you're viewing and listening to? I think it's fine, right? This is what you're here for. Ron seems to think... That his opinion matters so much more than yours. Sam the Jew writes, thank me for my service. Uh, yeah, you know, as the, uh, as the uh, show continues to grow, you are going to get these sensitive souls who don't get what I'm trying to do. 
They just don't understand that this is entertainment. This is a show, you asshole. Chris says, what's he mad about? The veteran's hat? No, I haven't even gotten that far yet. I'm only one line into this dickhead's email. All right. Uh, I don't need, if ha- had he heard my rant about how uh, assholes wearing hats that say Kuwait uh, 1990 whatever, or that he was uh, a Vietnam vet on his license plate, how I want to fight those guys because they're assholes for t- announcing to the world that they were in the military. I hate those proud fuckers. Quit being so proud, you dumb asses. Jesus. No, he's not even upset about that. Had he heard that hilarious rant about how I want to fight all veterans who tell everyone that they were in the service, his head would have exploded. He'd have uh, put dynamite charges all around the house. Corey says, C student in high school. It should also say that on the hat. No, I haven't even gotten to the uh, reason. Okay. Dude, I've listened to you since a Fiat and HW showed up in Michigan. I have followed you through everything you have been through. I even supported you financially. I'm a God-fearing Christian. And I served my country for six of the best years of my life. Now, I'm 53. I have taken your mouth about politics for the last few years because I thought it was tongue-in-cheek comedy. But you continue. I try to listen to your shows, and you continue to call me trash. Why can you not figure out that Republicans are probably not the answer to the country's problems, but the fucking Democrats are the cause of them? He writes, I don't know. I I never really thought about it. Tell, Tell me what else I should think, please. It only takes me about 30 minutes to listen to your bullshit show, though. So thank you for saving me time. Well, silver lining. Maybe it's time for me to join the white trash deniacs. Well, all right. Really wish you would leave politics alone. You are dumb. You should listen to more than the everyday news to make your choices. Well, that's a lot of assumptions. I I don't. I I don't. I don't watch any news. I, I mean, I don't. I just fucking take what's given each day and formulate thoughts and opinions on it. What's wrong with that, you fucking child? And as for joining the Deniacs, well, okay. 
uh, I'm sure it's a good podcast, right? Okay, get, go on there. And uh, you, actually, I problem solved. Do that. I wrote back to Ron. Oh, get serious. If you take anything I say seriously, then you are a fool. It's an S-H-O-W, dumb fuck. P.S. I'll be reading your dumbass crybaby email on the show tomorrow and making fun of you for probably an hour. Shut up and go to bed. I was hoping that this pussy would have went, yeah, you're right. I'm just being, I'm just being a dumbass. Never mind. He writes, whatever it takes to make you feel relevant. Keep pushing people away. <laughs> and gives me the finger. So then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. So I wrote Whitmer for president. And then I followed that up. By the way, why did you give me your resume in your complaint letter? What does your military career have to do with your complaint? I'm curious. It seemed weird to throw that in there. And that's kind of like the same mindset of the losers that left the show. They, they will give you, oh, oh, these are all the things that make me great and all the things I've done for you. Thus, I am allowed to say all of this shit about you that isn't even true. If that's what it takes to get you to come out, you know, from your little dark corners of the room, I'm all for it. Because this has been a glorious 25 minutes of ripping Ron a new asshole. Bigfoot Rose says you still have veteran listeners. Us. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Because you're smarter than this dumbass who thinks that there's a mean bone in my body. There isn't. I have nothing but respect for my veteran sisters and brothers. I mean, come on now. But why are we all here? Are we here to sit around and have me just like agree with you? My goal is to not agree with any of you. My goal is to be anything but boring. And I don't care whatever means I use to get to it. If I make you happy, sad, glad, mad, cry, furious, whatever the fuck. I don't care. I just don't want you bored. And it's the one thing I cannot be. And if that's too much for your little heart, (laughs) so be it. For every one that leaves, five replace you. I don't give a fuck. And I'm loving living my life like that now. This has gotten much easier now that this is my attitude. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people send me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three in one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, 
You're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required thank goodness because if i did that there'd be holes all over the place it'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be it's fingerprint recognition on this thing you gotta try this out search eufy video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock full three-in-one triple security with eufy say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Corey writes, these people act like 10 bucks a month is $100,000 stock investment in the company. Exactly. He writes, you paid for jokes. You got the jokes. Transaction over. My God. New person here. Jack underscore Ken underscore Knopf writes, what is this stream about? Thank you. I'm wel- Welcome to you. I will tell you. For the people that have been around forever, they all know, but it's worth it to repeat. For years, Jack, I was on the radio. And coming up on four years ago, my last radio job ended. I was fired. Here I am. Monday through Friday, I do this show where I rant and rave for a couple hours, talk with people like you, have fun, talk about topics, news, whatever, personal stories. And there you go. That's the show. Hopefully you stick around. I would love it if you followed it and subscribed. Thank you to Ron. I was a little lean on what to talk about today. This uh, point being made, they, meaning people, audience, love the jokes until it hits too close to home. Then they turn into snowflakes. Exactly. That's why that whole MAGA bunch that left me, they, they, they're, they're one big pack of super sensitive people. You can't make fun of my friends like that. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Get the fuck out. You'll be back. You'll be back. Quietly, you'll resubscribe. Linda says, I wouldn't even count BBL as a firing the station change formats. That's out of your control. This is true. It's true. 
I still think, though, that I was fired. If I had been better, if I actually had a show that people listened to, I wouldn't have gotten laid off or they wouldn't have changed formats, you know. Curry says the South Park rule. Everyone gets made fun of, no exceptions. True. Kyle writes, MAGA scum are a sensitive bunch. Don't hurt their poor feelings. They'll go cry on their tiny guns. That's the thing. I'm not a liberal or a Republican. I'm me. Okay. Yesterday was a great day as Al-Qaeda leader uh, Aman al-Zahari was killed in Afghanistan. Now, this is the guy who, you know, along with Trump, not along with Trump, Jesus, that's a Freudian slip, along with bin Laden, planned the 9-11 attacks. You probably don't recognize the name, but you recognize that face. Uh, during the uh, Soviet war in Afghanistan that we were, of course, giving weapons to the Taliban to fight the Soviets. Uh, this guy was starting to formulate his homicidal jihadist roots in building Al-Qaeda. Eventually, um, he teamed up with bin Laden, and then the plans to attack the United States were hatched. Uh, bin Laden, of course, uh, experienced in these types of attacks uh, with um, uh, attacks in Asia, Yemen, Iraq. And then, obviously, what happened on 9-11. These, bin Laden, and then this, along with this guy, al-Zahari, were the ones who mastermind the whole damn thing. So we've been looking for this guy. And the way they did this, this was the CIA thing that a few people in the government were aware of from what I'm understanding. Obviously, uh, Biden was involved in this and uh, they had their eye and they believe that a uh, Afghani person tipped off the U.S. about his whereabouts. Now, one of the things when the U.S. left Afghanistan on that horrible day, uh, the Taliban was like, ah, we are not going to harbor Al-Qaeda. Well, they are. Um, so we're like, okay, they have an idea that he's in this, uh, in this neighborhood or whatever, similar to like what went down with bin Laden. But they, uh, from what I'm understanding, they made, they made a model of this compound that the guy um, lives in, and he had been in hiding for some time. And this all happened on Sunday. And so miles away is a drone. And it loaded down with Hellfire missiles, which are ridiculously effective. And the guidance systems on these things uh, it can make precise strikes accurate from 10 miles away. So they've got the target locked in and it's actually the target is him. He's on the porch of this residence in Afghanistan. And like in my mind, I picture it's like a crosshairs on his fucking face. So they let these missiles go. 
and quickly they're up to speed. They're going faster than the speed of sound. So whatever is going to happen, he's not going to hear it before it kills him. So it could very feasibly be him like having a smoke on the porch, walking around, and then he actually gets struck by hellfire missiles without hearing them. And so these things are screaming in like eight, 900 miles an hour, these big fucking hellfires. And he's like, oh yeah, another day dodging the U.S. 20 years, uh, more than 20 years I've been on the run. This is great. Good to be back in Afghanistan where, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm welcomed with open arms. And then, kablamo! Everything is blown to fuck. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, this is fantastic. U.S. drone strike killed Iman al-Zahari. Man, evaded capture for 21 years. He, uh, Americans who lived through the 9-11 attacks may not remember al-Zahari's name, but many know his face. An Egyptian, born June 19, 1951, comfortable family. In Cairo, religiously observant from boyhood, he immersed himself in a violent branch of Sunni Islamic revival that thought to replace the governments of Egypt and other Arab nations with a harsh interpretation of Islamic rule. He was radicalized after he was uh, captured and tortured in an Egyptian prison. In the early 80s, he merged his own Egyptian militant group with Al-Qaeda. He brought Al-Qaeda organizational skill and experience. After the uh, years of quietly assembling suicide attackers and funds, plans for the September 11th attack, Zahari and lieutenants ensured that Al-Qaeda survived the global manhunt that followed followed to attack again. How was he killed? It all happened as Zahari was spacing on the balcony around sunrise Sunday at his home in Kabul, Afghanistan. U.S. intelligence had been observing that he spent significant time out there and that if they launched the hellfires, he would likely be right on the business end of these missiles. And sure enough, that's what happened. Can you imagine the amount of obliteration of his body when two Hellfire missiles come reasonably close to actually going up his asshole? Uh, His presence in Afghanistan had been widely suspected for some time. U.S. officials learned this year that Zahari's wife and his other family members had moved to a safe house in Kabul. U.S. officials joined by top leaders all the way up to eventually Biden spent careful months confirming his identity and his fateful practice of standing alone on the fucking balcony and said, all right, this is it. Let's do it. This dumb shit stands on his balcony every fucking day. So like they're establishing this pattern. They've got images of him from far away day after day on the balcony. So we were ready. Oh, I'm so impressed with this. So that's that. Biden was quick to point it out. Look what I did. And good. Good for you. You should. 
That's you doing your job. Now, if you're on the other side of the aisle, how can you possibly have a problem with this? Very, very cool. I'm glad this guy is dead. Who isn't, you know? So now, who is next in charge? They're talking about that. Who would be the next person to step up? But uh, Al-Qaeda continues to uh, scramble, try to pick up the pieces. My God, great story. Love that so much. The fact that he's pacing on the balcony when it all went down. My God, I wish there was footage of it. Can we, can we see the footage you know, that type of like weirdo imaging that you see uh, and, and then, you know, actually get him like uh, with a smoke in his hand, pacing back and forth and then him getting struck by the missile. Why can't they, with all the technology that they have, because they could literally fire that thing from 25 miles away in pinpoint accuracy, have just a camera sending the footage at super high speed so that we can get it in slow-mo to actually get his face Hold on. Okay. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department. Go to accesskent.com slash health. When it comes for information about the importance of breastfeeding your baby, the Kent County Health Department is actively trying to promote that you, as a parent, give your baby breast milk. No matter what, do everything in your power to make sure that that child Uh, is being nourished appropriately with breast milk, okay? There used to be a time when sweet mothers would breastfeed their babies and assholes would say, cover up! What are you doing? Get in the bathroom! Fuck that shit. Ladies, just lift the shirt, put the baby on there, let anybody else who's offended deal with that shit. Fuck that. That baby needs to eat. Nothing sexual or shameful about it. It's a goddamn honor. Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. If you need more information about the importance of breastfeeding your baby. While I'm at it, thank you to Gift of Life Michigan. Now... This is super important. You take a look at your ID. It should have a little heart on it, which denotes that you are an organ donor in the unlikely event that something bad happens and you're dead. Okay. Uh, Then that means that all your organs are given to people and they live on because of your generosity. You don't need it. You can't take it with you. Okay. Uh, You can save eight lives with your organs and uh, improve the lives of dozens more with your tissue and corneas. So if you're within the state of Michigan, all I'm asking you to do is go to G-O-L-M, G-O-L-M dot org. If you're within the state of Michigan, out of the state of Michigan, registerme.org. 
and fill out the form. It's going to take you 90 seconds, and then that way it's official. This is a binding thing. Once you're on the register, you're on the register. You're not coming off of it. Uh, to donate your organs, please, please, please. There are so many countless people that are waiting for life-saving organs right now that are just waiting for something to happen. And, you know, let's face it, you, you don't want to talk about it, but if something terrible happens to you and, and you pass, okay, we're going to keep you around and your organs are going to live on and you're going to save lives. How great is that? Think about that. You, it takes so little to be a hero, okay, to uh, register uh, for donating your organs, golm.org in the state of Michigan, registerme.org out of the state of Michigan. Okay. I have more of this show coming up. Okay. I feel like today I am doing, I mean, I'm, I'm great every day, but today I'm super great. I feel so great about myself today. I can't tell you how impressed I am with my abilities, but I have to pee. So you need to stay there, and then I will be right back, okay? Don't go anywhere. Sorry that took so long. I got all the way back in here. Forgot my water. So that was dumb. All right. Where are we? Beyonce. Boy, I was, uh, I saw this story, and I was like, well, this has got to be something ridiculous. Beyonce has new material out. And um, the album, I believe, or the release is called Renaissance. Hang on, I got to sneeze. <coughs> oh, my God. Uh, the album's called Renaissance. Headline, Beyonce will remove ableist slur from Renaissance after backlash. I don't know what that means, first of all, ableist slur. I think I'd heard that, but when I saw it, I didn't even know what that was. But I'm learning because I keep seeing it pop up. An ableist slur. She puts the new material out. There's a song on the album called Heated. The song was co-written by Drake. And in the song, there's a line that's a problem. Quote, spazzing on that ass, spaz on that ass. So it's funny that people are making such a big deal over a fucking song. And the line in question is spazzing on that ass, spaz on that ass. And I'm like, well, first of all, what's the problem? What's going on there? The word spaz is the problem. The word spaz is based on, which no one knew this, spastic diplegia, a form of cerebral palsy 
that causes motor impairments in the legs or arms. Yeah, I know what cerebral palsy is. And has been used as a slur toward people living with that disability. I, I don't think that's true. I mean, if you say someone's a spaz, they're a spaz. The word is taking out a whole different life. Like if Diana comes in here yelling at me, I might say, hey, quit being a spaz. But this sentence says it's been used as a slur toward people living with that disability. It has? In all the years that you in the audience have heard of or used the term spaz, have you ever directed it towards a person who has cerebral palsy? Fuck no, you don't, because you're a, a quality human being. Hey, what do you want to do today? Let's go uh, Let's go find some guys who got cerebral palsy and call them a spaz. Kenny says, has anyone said that since the 1950s anyway? No. I've never heard anyone use that word, he adds. True. So now they're taking the word spaz away from us. Holy shit. So I'm curious as to what she actually went ahead and, uh, and is now remaking the song. Now, if I was Beyonce, I'd say, yeah, shut up. But no, you see, she's helping cancel culture. She's making it so... That when words are weird or whatever, you must you must change the words. No, fuck that shit. On Monday, a representative for Beyonce confirmed that a new version of Heated will be available with the contentious lyrics changed, but gave no further detail. Can you imagine if she changed it to jizzing on that ass? Jizz on that ass? That'd actually be pretty hot. Uh, maybe not the word not used intentionally in a harmful way will be replaced. The statement read, so it's that easy to get arguably uh, one of the biggest stars of all time to change the lyrics to a song among the first to address Beyonce's use of the slur was Australian writer and disability advocate Hannah Divini, who tweeted that it felt, quote, like a slap in the face. Wow. We have so much butt hurt on this show with Ron, the six-year military uh, uh, Medal of Honor winner, and this lady here. However, Hannah is more of a man than Ron is. On Monday... She amplified her stance in an essay for The Guardian. Beyonce's commitment to storytelling musically and visually is unparalleled, as is her power to have the world paying attention to the narratives, struggles, and nuanced lived experience of being a black woman. A world I can only ever understand as an ally and have no desire to overshadow. But that doesn't excuse her use of ableist language. 
language that gets used and ignored all too often. No one knew this. Who gives a shit? <clears throat> Interestingly, Beyonce's announcement follows Lizzo's decision to edit the same word out of one of her new songs. Last month, the Truth Hurts singer confirmed plans to change a lyric in the song Girls, which she spells G-R-R-R-L-S, Girls, off her latest album, Special. Following similar criticism from Hannah Deviney and others. Jesus, come on. I wish these women would tell these people to fuck off. Let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. Lizzo wrote on Instagram. This is the result of me listening and taking action. Similar to what I do at Old Country Buffet. She might have added. As an influential artist, I've de- I'm dedicated to being part of the change I've been waiting to see in the world said Lizzo with a mouthful of food. Some of that is not true. Renaissance, Beyonce's seventh solo album was released last week to critical praise and fanfare. Still, there have been a number of dissenting voices. Uh, Singer Kellis accused Beyonce of thievery after discovering that her 2003 smash milkshake had been interpolated into the new track Energy, allegedly without her permission. Gary, that song, Milkshake? I like that song. Writing credits on Milkshake belong to Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo of the Neptunes, both of whom are credited as co-songwriters. Who gives a shit? This is all stupid. My God, what a world we live in. You can't say spaz. All right, I have a fantastic story for you, but for some of you, it's going to be tough to watch. Um, not, not, not really, because it's it's a really good ending. I, I I love this story, Brandis. Don't worry, it's not going to be anything like yesterday. And it was a This is a success. This is a good thing. These two three-year-old boys are conjoined twins at the head and they share a brain. And I'll show you a picture in a second. And if you're just listening to the audio podcast, you got to look at the, uh, you got to click on the link to see these images. This is intense. This is the most fucked up conjoining of twins I've seen ever. You've seen those two chicks that are kind of, they're, they're like, uh, They're also connected by the head, but they've lived like very productive lives. I think there's like a reality show about them. They're getting, having sex with random guys. They're rich beyond their wildest dreams. It's incredible. Great lives on these chicks. Well, these two boys, just three, and one is facing down. Like if you were to lay them on a a bed, one would be facing down and the other one would be facing straight up. 
Like his face would be pointed up and the other one would be pointed down. I mean, it's completely fucked up. And the question, wait, if you share a brain, how can you be two different people? I know that's the first question I have. And I don't have all the information here. But all I know is that it said that these two fuckers, these three-year-olds, shared a brain. Are sharing a brain. And I'm not sure how it works. We'll get into it here. But, you know, I like to start out with the pedestrian version of it. And that is me just kind of reciting it as it happened. But the docs uh, put these kids under the knife. It's a 33-hour procedure with literally hundreds Hundreds of physicians working together. This was such a precise operation that they had to practice uh, through like a virtual reality. Like what they're going to do and various uh, procedures to make this all work. And all right, let's get into this. Now, this looks rough when you see them prior to being operated on. But they're perfectly healthy, I think. I mean, let's start off sharing this image. These are these three-year-old boys. Now, was I? did I understate this? Have you ever seen something so fucked up in all of your life? This is the mom and the dad, I believe, and one of the physicians. You have to hold these kids a certain way to keep them from hurting themselves because of how conjoined they are at literally by the tops of their heads. There's another picture that's even more stunning. Look at this. Look at these kids. So they're going to, uh, obviously there was some other work that was done. There's already a series of uh, sutures in the kid's head. And, uh, and they, I don't know why they're, they look like they're dead, but I think they're under sedation or whatever. And I, I don't know if they're like completely normal, if they're already fucked or what, but look at this shit. Look at them now. Look at these boys. They're fucking freed. They did it. And they're sitting there holding hands. Oh my God. How fantastic is this? Jesus. I got to know more. And it, the surgery was a success. The boys are, are, are going to live. You know? Okay. A little bit more about this. And I'll link it up. You can look at it on your own. Uh, pediatric surgeon Noor Ul-Owasi Jelani from London's Great Orman Street Hospital directed the surgery of the twins. Uh, at the at a hospital in Brazil, of all places. I guess perhaps that's where they're from. It's a charity called Gemini Untwined, which makes sense trying to separate conjoined twins. So it's a greatly funded charity that make this thing happen. A neurosurgeon from England successfully separated two Brazilian twins who were conjoined at the head. Bernardo and Arthur Lima were born with fused brains. That's like an insult for Deniacs. They have fused brains. 
I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. Just got the big black dick because I know you want to hear it. They had made it through seven procedures. The young twins, 33-hour surgery during the final two surgeries alone. Hundreds of medical staff. Described as a remarkable achievement. I need to know about the prognosis. I mean, obviously, there's going to have to be some reconstructive procedures to uh, shape their heads, you know, but I I don't think that that's uh, out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, the guy, they had a fused fucking brain, and now now they don't. Uh, Described as possibly the hardest surgery of our time, the successful separation, remarkable achievement. Not only have we provided a new future for the boys and their family, we have equipped the local team with the capabilities and confidence to do this again in the future. Uh, During the final 27 hours, the docs took only four 15-minute long breaks for food and water. It was wonderful to be able to help them in this journey. Uh, Okay, the twins will go through six months of rehab following the surgeries. They are recovering in the hospital. They're the oldest set of craniopagus twins with a fused brain to be separated. Yeah, I need to know more about this fused brain thing. Now, what the meager knowledge that I have about the brain is that it is extremely resilient and that, you know, you can lose a a good portion of your brain and then it will like remap you can relearn shit and redo things. And considering the the youth of these children, uh, great question from Sam the Jew. How do you get shirts on them when they were conjoined? Maureen, I think, takes care of it with no pullovers, only button downs. Jesus, I cannot wait to follow up on this. So, you know, with a little bit of luck, with a little bit of foresight because honestly if you give birth to this you know the the conjoined twins you right away call an agent and say i need a camera crew here i need i need full you know I, i this all needs to be cataloged every moment needs to be covered and then you're gonna make a uh a multiple seasons reality show Okay, and then it doesn't end with them being separated. You've then got to the, they have to learn to uh, to to you know how to how to live. This would be I would never stop watching this. What a fascinating thing that that would be, and the family would be so rich. You know they'd be like, oh God, please don't die. Why? Because you love them? No, because there goes the cash cow. My God, this is incredible. Amanda, who sells Pure Romance, writes, every time you learn something new, your brain gets another wrinkle. That's true for the vagina, too. What a damn story. My God, that is fantastic. Okay, uh, more coming up in just a second. Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. 616-285-50. If you are in West Michigan and you have a small or medium-sized business, let's say 
you need new tech. Your computers suck. Everybody at work hates working on the tech, uh, using them to do their jobs because it stinks so much. Okay. You need to give your staff the right equipment to do their jobs. Go ahead and get a complimentary consultation about what you need to get your IT uh, improved. You got to buy, you got to spend some money. So in order to get the right equipment for the job, get a complimentary consultation from Blue Frost IT, 616-200-8550. Hang on. If you're into DIY maintenance on your vehicle, whether it be a truck, car, light duty, heavy duty, SUV. Oh my God. Off-road vehicle, snowmobile, motorcycle, jet ski, boat. Doesn't matter. Log splitter. uh, Firearm. You need the best lubricant money can buy. That's Amsoil. They invented synthetic motor oil. The way they make this available to the public is they have hardworking distributors selling it. That's Jason Mays. JMSynthetics.com is the website. Two ways you can do this. You can shop online. Probably a good idea if you're going to be a regular to be a preferred customer. So you pay the one-time thing and you're going to save a ton of money as a preferred customer, things like shipping costs and uh, various sales you can take advantage of. Uh, so you can do it that way, jmsynthetics.com, or when you go to the website, reach out to Jason yourself. If you have any questions, he'll answer any of your questions via text if you want. Uh, there's a number right there on the website, 616 um, The resident... Stallone expert on the show is Adam Balboa. It was on recently. I forgot why he was on. Talked about something Stallone related. Oh, it was uh, that new movie called um, that Stallone is in and it just sucks. What is it called? Samaritan. It's a super uh, superhero movie. And I go, uh, Adam, this movie, the trailer is, is a hot mess. No, it's not. It, it is. It's shitty. Well, yeah, but did you see how good he looks for 79 years old? I go, yeah, who cares? What does that have to do with this horrible writing, terrible acting, awful special effects, miserable plot? Nobody cast with the exception of Stallone. What are you doing? Stallone now is in a fight with the guy who made the Rocky movies. Erwin Winkler is his name. I got to say, Stallone does look pretty great for 70 whatever years old he is. If this is a current picture, I think it is. The eyebrows kind of make me wince, look a little rough. Looks a little jacked. Just age. Just, you know, stop it. Seriously. So, Erwin Winkler, the guy who made the Rocky movies, is, uh, well, he's, he's 
Stallone says he's ruining everything. And this is kind of weird because that's all that Stallone does. I mean, he has milked the Rocky character himself for like 40 years. And the same thing for the Rambo character. Sylvester Stallone posted a message via Instagram on Sunday going after Erwin Winkler following the announcement that another Rocky movie is coming. It's a spinoff. It's about the story of uh, Drago, Ivan Drago, the the bad guy in Rocky 3. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? The post contained a gallery of four photos, the first of which depicts Erwin Winkler as a vampire with blood all over his face, which he seemingly sucked from Stallone's character, Rocky Balboa's neck. The final slide shows Rocky punching the character Drago, played by Dolph Lundgren, from the 1985 film Rocky IV. I gotta say, I loved Rocky. I loved Rocky II. Rocky three, man, I was, I was a kid and you know, I did not think he was going to beat Clubber Lang, Mr. T. I thought, oh my God, I was all in on that. I was all in on Rocky four. Then I grew up. I had had it after Rocky four. I think Rocky five was, which one had the robot in it? Was that Rocky four or three? I don't know. So stupid. And then Rocky five, wasn't that the Tommy gun one? I did like the, uh, Rocky, the movie called Rocky Balboa. When the video game makes him fight the, the bad guy. But even that just saying that sounds ridiculous. And I think, I don't know why I, I was excited to go see that. That was, we're going to build some hurting bombs. That's shit. This is what Stallone wrote about Erwin Winkler. Hey, yo, after Erwin Winkler and family suck Rocky dry. Oh, no, wait a minute. Yeah, no, he wrote after Erwin Winkler, after Erwin Winkler and family suck Rocky dry, presumed to be the most hated, untalented, decrypted? I can't even do the impersonation anymore. Impersonation anymore. Producer in Hollywood and his cowardly children have found their next meal. Drago, he captioned the he captioned the photos. So he is not liking that um, they're making a movie about this. Throughout history, so many artists in every industry, recording, painting, writing, you name it, have been destroyed by these bloodsuckers who have destroyed so many families lining their pockets with other people's work. Hashtag parasite producers. Hashtag exploited artist victims, he added. Then he doubled down on his attack uh, on Erwin Winkler and his family, accusing the original Rocky producer of picking clean the bones of another wonderful character I created without even telling me. A fortnight ago, Stallone took to Instagram to call for Winkler to give him what's left of his rights back. He wrote, after Erwin controlling Rocky for over 47 years and now Creed, I really would like 
uh, to have at least a little of what's left of my rights back before passing it on to only your children. I believe that would be a fair gesture from this 93-year-old gentleman. I'm confused. Why does he have the rights? What did what happened there? Now Stallone has posted a fresh commenting on the announcement of a new Drago spinoff movie slamming both Winkler and his family, but notably reserving the affection for actor Dolph Lundgren. So he doesn't have a problem with Dolph Lundgren. The creation of Rocky, its success at the box office and its success at the 1976 Oscars has entered film folklore, but the rights to the franchise have long been a point of contention for Stallone, who was paid $75,000 for the screenplay and his acting fees, plus 10 points, which earned him at least $2.5 million for the first film. So he wrote it. He was cast in it. He was paid $75,000 for that and 10 points. It was a big hit. So that got him $2.5 million. That was it. He did it. You know, that's the contract. He told the outlet he didn't push the issue of ownership rights at the time because there was a certain code of business conduct, maybe not as much now, but back then, that you don't ruffle the feathers of the golden goose. Yeah, that's called legal. So he's, I guess, never had the rights back. The Rocky franchise expanded with 2015's Creed and its sequel two years later. A third installment is set to be released on November 23rd. The first Rocky project that Stallone will not appear in. He will serve as a producer, however. Irwin also owns the rights to Creed as it's an extension of the Rocky universe. So how about Winkler? What a savvy business move to pay 75 G's for not only the rights, but for him to act in the first film. And okay, I need to hear what Adam Balboa thinks about this. He might be working. I hope not. I'll have to make it up to him. Call call him later on. Adam James. Damn. Not available. He will side with Stallone. I can promise you. But what a fucking mess. My God. Okay. Speaking of messes. Swimmer Leah Thomas. Now, as you know, uh, my current stance on this is that she should not be allowed to swim with the other ladies. Do I feel that a person uh, can, okay, be born a woman or born a man, well, either be born a man and, and become a, a woman? Yes, I do feel that that is a thing. I was born a woman, but I'm now a man. My gender was changed. I do believe that. And I'm behind anybody that wants to do that. I have not walked a step in your shoes. I don't know what it's like living a life where you're just not comfortable in your own skin, where you feel terrible. Okay. 
I, I don't know what that's like. So if they want to change the gender, go for it. I have no problem with that. However, when it comes to this particular moment in time when Leah Thomas, who was a terrific swimmer as a man, changed gender and then swam as a woman and then kicked the shit out of all the other chicks. Yeah, I don't, I, I, that, that's not fair in my book. That's, that can't be. And I, and I, and I love the fact that I, my opinion is supported by not only one of the greatest Olympians of all time, but a transgendered Olympian. Someone who has walked in the shoes of, is in the shoes of the transgender world. Was a man and an Olympian, became a woman, and says, no, Leah Thomas can't compete with the chicks. That's ridiculous. This should never be a point of contention ever again. Because I'm just looking at what a transgender person is saying. I defer to that, that person. You know? So that's how I feel about that. <clears throat> now it's coming out. Um, swimmer who competed with Leah Thomas at the NCAA championships. N- no one warned us. Leah Thomas would undress with us. So they're all in the locker room getting ready for the big swim meet or whatever. And they see a big giant dick in between Leah Thomas's legs. Because as I'm understanding, those parts are still there. So that's pretty fucked up. So all these young women are like, what the fuck is going on? And, and there, and there she is with a big, thick, meaty penis. And they're like, what the fuck is going on here? Are you kidding me? And no one gave my heads up. NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines from the university of Kentucky says she and other biological females were not given any advance notice or warning that Leah Thomas would be whipping out her dick in the locker room and dressing in front of them. One teammate says Thomas's nudity is definitely awkward because Leah still has male body parts and is still attracted to women. Oh my God. Hang on a second. Adam wants to get in on this action. Hey, Adam, how are you? Hey, sorry to bother you, but I had a story a second ago that I was talking about that I think interested you. It was about Stallone. Okay. Being all pissed off with Erwin Winkler and his family. Yes. this is. Uh, he's been very uh, um, vocal about this lately. So he's demanding, hey, give me my stuff back. Give me my characters. Don't, don't. Well, yeah, it goes back along when, even after Rocky, you know, when we wrote the first one, he to get it made, you know, he says they paid him well for all the movies, but he's wanted part of the ownership of the character, and they've been refusing it all this time. Well, he sold the whole Rocky thing when he wrote the first movie. He sold that to them, 
right. for seventy-five thousand dollars. Does that right. isn't that uh, the the terms of that still holding? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, legally and by business-wise, that is the deal, and it is, you know, it's appropriate. I think, um, you know, nowadays, writers are given a lot more freedom. I mean, Chappelle, or a lot more ownership of their property. You know, Chappelle had the whole thing about they took all of his rights from the Chappelle show, and he was asking his fans not to support it because they weren't, they only paid him through the show. He didn't get any residuals from it. And then they came back and they said, you're right, and they gave him part ownership of the show. Right, but you, you know, know ultimately these guys have to read contracts ahead of time. And it seems right, like that, yeah. that they that they enter into these agreements without having a clear picture as to what's being what they're relinquishing, you know? Yeah, and I think I mean if you you know, back at that time was in the you know, it was seventy five before he was Sylvester Stallone. So he um you know, was you know he made a softcore porn. He had to sell his dog just to you know survive. Right, yeah. So at that point, you're going to do whatever it takes. And now all these years later, I mean, he's just saying he you know he's saying this character. You know, he's wrote every line, directed the movies, did all the choreography. You know, he, he's not asking for all of it, but just a piece to leave to his kids. You know, it's his legacies is what he's saying. No. And now they're. Yep. I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Finish what your thought was. Oh, and now they're like kind of doing the whole multiverse type thing where they're, they're going to, they're making a Drago movie. You know, they're kind of, they're doing all these things without his involvement, even though he's the one that wrote all these characters. And up till now he's been involved in every bit of it. Do you think there'll be a movie about like Pauly, like having sex with a kid or something? (laughs) I I hope not. All right, maybe like... Uh, I would watch a movie just about Rocky going his day-to-day life running his restaurant. Of course you would. What about Adrian having an affair, getting pounded by like four black guys or something? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I find it interesting that Stallone is saying, oh, yeah, yo, I can't believe that they're, uh, they're, they're, they're running, the, they're, they're picking the bones. Isn't he notorious for keeping things alive? Yeah, I think so, but it's it's always been his creation, you know, his you know, it's been his words, not other people just taking it and keeping it going. Um this new movie looks like it's going to be shit. <laughs> I disagree. I think this is going to be more successful than any Marvel movie out there. No, 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 I'm not talking about oh. uh Samaritan. Oh, I'm talking okay. about uh uh what do you call it? Uh Drago, the new Drago movie. Yeah, who wants to see? I mean, Drago's a good enemy. I don't want to see a movie just about him. Right? They gotta. I mean, seriously, where does it end? Because they, they can do a whole timeline about Clubber Lang of all people. Exactly. Yeah, his kids. They could uh, do a story about Gonzo and they, you know, the his uh, collector friend. Who's Gonzo? Gonzo's the loan shark that he worked for in the first couple movies. Oh, shit, you know so much about this. <laughs> All right. Hey, I appreciate you. Okay. Yeah. Talk to you later. Thanks, man. Bye. Yeah, bye. Adam Belbo, unbelievable Rocky fan. Stallone fan. I mean, this guy, he's ridiculous. I wouldn't be surprised if one day, no, he wouldn't be that stupid to go to uh, Stallone's house and block his mailbox and driveway. Anyway. Uh, back to Leah Thomas. Um, very awkward. Gaines said people just weren't really talking about it. And so we get to the NCAAs. It was at Georgia Tech. So we get there and the environment is nothing like I've ever seen before. 
it was so like almost edgy. Like people didn't really know what to say, who to say, and how to feel. Who who to say what to and how to feel. This was on day one, she continued. And then that night we watched Leah Thomas win a national title and smash everybody out of the water. The next day we came back and the mood had shifted to where people were mad. The girls, you know, uh, they were in tears. These poor ninth and seventh place finishers who missed out on being an All-American. There's extreme discomfort in the locker room. And then Leah's just standing there with Dick hanging out. I added that part, but she was. Yeah, sorry I beat you. Take a look at my huge dick. Is he wandering around the women's locker room? Yeah. And that's not something we were forewarned about, which I don't think is is right. Uh, When it says, is he, that's because... Uh, Tucker Carlson misgendered Thomas by saying, is he wandering around the women's locker room? Uh, yeah. And that's not something we were forewarned about, which I don't think is right. Gaines replied. And, and any, any, uh, any man's changing the locker room with someone who has different parts. They just set a dude loose in your locker room and didn't tell you Tucker Carlson said, which is funny. Exactly. Gaines responded. And so I feel like to have that kind of forced upon us. So not only were we forced to race against a dude, we were forced to change in the locker room with one. And so it's just this feeling of like, what is happening? Like, honestly, is this really happening? This is crazy. My God. All right. I'll link that up. You can see the rest of that, but that is fucked. I'm sorry. And I'm on your side. How can a person who is a, 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 a transgendered person Say, no, yeah, that's the way it should be. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Asshole today in mere moments. First off, my policy shop insurance, mypolicyshop.com, 616-914-4070. You do not have to go without health insurance, okay? I can't stress this enough when it comes to health insurance. Uh. Call upon Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance, 616-914-4070. He will help you every step of the way navigate healthcare.gov or Obamacare. Now, you can do it on your own, but why? I mean, that takes time, and you might screw it up like I did the first time I tried to enroll. Have Frank help you. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker who can help you every step of the way when it comes to this. So if you work on your own, self-employed, maybe you're between jobs or your employer does not offer health insurance, take advantage of this, okay? Frank will help you to make sure that you get the right policy. You can afford health insurance, all right? Have Frank help you out with that. He's also the licensed Medicare Advantage plan expert. If you or someone you know or love is getting, uh, getting, know or love is getting set to turn 65 years of age, Call upon Frank when it comes to Medicare. A Medicare Advantage plan checkup should be in your future uh, every year, actually. So call upon Frank, and he will help you. Then last but not least today, Full House Comedy. Full House Comedy with venues all around West Michigan. Michael Palisak is at the listening room this week. If you want to go see him Thursday through Saturday, two shows on Saturday, you got a show Thursday and a show Friday, go to fullhousecomedy.com. And uh, there you go. Thank you to them. Okay. Your asshole of the day today. Hmm. 
You know, I kind of want it to be me, but that was an absolute accident that happened, and I feel just like shit about that for smashing into Dinah's car. So I am not going to make myself the asshole today. Beyonce, kind of, for being such a gutless wimp. Uh, but it's got to be, it's got to be but hurt Ron. Ron, with the storied six-year military career, pretend it says Ron right there on the asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Okay, yesterday um, I had forgotten and I did not send you off to the Boomer Bunker. Um, and I should have. Because I love the Boomer Bunker. I love John and I love um, Bob. Uh, But I didn't do it. And I guess a few of you went over there and got banned. Now, this is the kiss of death if you're the Boomer Bunker. Because Kate, who is a former listener, she is... I guess their moderator. And all of a sudden, Maureen, Linda, and Co- what happened? Now I'm being told it was a mistake. Oh, I see. I jumped the gun. The boomer bunker was banned. What? They were banned from Twitch? Oh, fuck. Well, that's bullshit. Well, I take back everything that I said. Kate didn't do anything wrong. Well, I got to get the story behind this shit. That is crazy. I thought like Kate was banning people because they listened to this show. Eric Zane, what's happening, sir? Uh, hi, John. I'm still on my show. Sorry to bother you. Hey, you're not bothered. We never bother. What's going on? John, what happened? Someone told me you got banned. Well, there's a lot of stuff flying around. Um, some, the rumor mill, they're chewing the gristle. They're chewing the fat. Uh, apparently, when we, have, we were um, raided by two shows yesterday, and Bob played a audio bit about an old commercial from England about uh, sausages that back then they were called the F slur for uh, monkeypox uh, people. <laughs> so, uh, wait a minute. Apparently, we got reported. Wait, is 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 the slur F rhymes with baggot? Yes, that's the one. So they that's a term that denotes sausage? Yes. Uh, and I'm not, I, again, so there's a thing, it's, a, it's an audio bit, audio bit, and it goes, hello, sausage lovers, all right? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Everywhere. And then it says, uh, bird's eye makes these sausages, and they're not too spicy, so even children can enjoy them. It's funny when you listen to it. Yeah, it, it sounds we like it. We put that as, as a joke, and somebody reported us, and we got 
a day suspension so far. I checked this morning. We're still suspended. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, See, you know, that that's interesting because I can't say that I would have uh, not played that. I probably would have played that had I discovered that. Correct. So, again, you know, we're just two dudes joking around on the Internet. Uh, and this is why I don't ever want to get too famous because people come in and they get upset. Now the scuttlebutt is one of your, uh, fans, and I'm not going to mention any names, uh, reported us because of the anti-Zaniacs that, that uh -oh. Are fans of uh oh, oh no. All right. Which one of you, I hope none of you did that because I'm, you know, obviously so, I'm looking at them right now. And again, I, 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 I just don't want this to be my, sh you know, our show, Bob's uh, show against your show. Cause I don't feel that. No, no, of course not. Right. And so, uh, I, yeah, I don't want this drama to be between us now and our shows are completely different shows and I enjoy your show yeah. and, and I, I listen. And so anyhow, we got, we got slapped on the hand, but I always said that it's very hard to build your business on somebody else's platform because Somebody can just be, I mean, there's no way anybody could have came in and looked at that that fast. Yeah. Suspended us. So in other words, if you say that someone's like, if someone says that you're, uh, you, they report you for hateful content, they take it down. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then they go back and look at it. So we might be back or we might not be back. Well, they might think that that's a, you know, we might be off Twitch completely indefinitely. That, that would be unfortunate and i would like to say that um I, I i certainly hope it was no one from my show who did that but i cannot guarantee that because people people are fucking dumb and i would i would be very bothered if that was the case i i, I would not want uh anything to happen to your show now again i'm not i'm not making any accusations because two shows uh, rated our show after they were done. Right, right. So it could have but, been anybody. But let's be honest here. That pack of shitheads that left me, they're going to think I did it. Of course. They're going to actually blame me because as much you know. as you, you know, and you don't have to contribute to this rant, but these are not bright people. These are very <laughs> dumb people. So Listen, I, it, it wouldn't this, it wouldn't surprise me if they did think I did it. Mike Pel, uh, Mike Pellerito, Rito sent me a audio of you and I fighting that was genius. Uh, I played it at the beginning of the show yesterday of you and I having an argument, and it's it's, it's a scream. Oh yeah, he's gonna do that. He's gonna do all sorts of great arts and crafts, and then he's gonna fucking uh, uh, show up at your house. Well. It's a 12-hour drive, so... Oh, yeah. I'll, Trust I'll me. Dinner. Trust me, it's coming. Trust <laughs> me, it's coming. Careful. Care Proceed with caution. <laughs> no, I understand. And you're right. There's got to be... There's, You know, there's got to be certain guidelines and stuff like that. Everybody learn a lesson from what happened, of, you know, during the great mass exodus oh, of 2022. Yeah. It was fucking best thing that ever happened. I'm glad you... I am glad you are benefiting. Good. Take them. <laughs> uh, you know what i love them so yep. i understand yeah i'm glad you, i'm glad that it's working out everything's working out yeah so yeah no boomer bunker 
uh, no Boomer Bunker Twitch. We're going to hopefully we record Wednesday night. Hopefully we'll be back on by then. But if not, Rumble, baby. The alternative yeah. economy. Rumble. Oh, there you go. You go to Rumble, man. They'll they'll suck your dick. I'm telling oh, you. I know. Yeah. Okay, so, good. Sorry about the confusion. I thought it was all Kate's fault. I thought Kate was banning people. No, 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 no. All right, my bad. We're, we're good. All right, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you talk later. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. That is fucking high drama. I hope it wasn't one of you guys. Don't fuck with them. If that's the case, you should not do that. You should not fuck with the shows. Can you imagine the scuttle from those losers thinking that I can promise you they think it's me? Oh, my God. To be a fly on the wall, they were probably so pissed. And if that's the case, you know what they're going to do? They're going to assume it's me and try to fuck me up now. So you watch. I'll be out. (laughs) Oh, God, I hope not. Well, anyway, folks, uh, I appreciate you. And uh, you're all fantastic, so I'm going to leave it right there. That is going to do it for this edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Till next time, thank you, folks. Talk to you on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Bye-bye.